0: and welcome to another episode of nine minute big life mindset today you're going to hear about a couple of experiences i had while hitchhiking where you can see how a simple principle of changing how we communicate can bring benefits and you're also going to hear about how a driver helped me address a lifelong regret that i had been carrying all good let's dive in so i've been spoilt in my time hitchhiking I'm not sure what it's like around the rest of the world, but in New Zealand, cars come pretty frequently and getting picked up isn't really that difficult. On this particular morning, I'm hitchhiking from Wellington to my mate's place in Napier, which is about 350 k's or just over 200 miles, and I've been picked up 4 times in quick succession. For some reason, I'm unnecessarily frustrated while I'm waiting just outside Palmerston North and I haven't been picked up after waiting for 20 whole minutes. I position myself in a great roadside spot that ticks all the hitchhiker criteria and there's still no ride. I move positions a couple of times, but still, no bites. I'm a big believer that if something's not working or you're not getting the result you're chasing, then mix things up. Sure, doing the same thing over and over, and over, can look like persistence or it can just look like a lack of creative thinking. In my case, it means rewriting my cardboard hitchhiking sign, which I've actually repurposed from a box of pure blonde beers, from reading North to simply having a large black arrow. Here's an insight for you. When you're communicating with people, make your message as clear and simple as possible. Not because people are idiots, although there's a little bit of that out there. (laughs) but because people are time poor, and often you just need to engage them in a way that cuts right through all the rest of the noise. So I've barely finished my amazing new artwork when a car pulls over and the guy winds his window down and he says that he can take me a little way, but not that far. So I let him know that anything in that direction is perfect, and I jump right in. Bang, we're on our way. This guy, who I'll call Steve, is probably in his late 30s, early 40s, and within seconds we're getting along like a house on fire. I've managed to catch him in the unusual situation of his martial arts class being cancelled, and so he's on his way home with spare time up his sleeves. Before you know it though, we're crazy deep in conversation, and sharing a lot of insights into our respective martial arts and life journeys. We're already connecting in a way that I recognize is deeper than many of the other people I meet on the road, and I start to feel a bit saddened that soon I'll have to get out. We end up going well past where he originally intends to drop me off, and says he'd love to take me further, but he doesn't have much gas. Cool. I happen to have a solution for that, and so I'd be happy to throw him some coins for gas, which does deviate away slightly from the free ethos of hitchhiking, that's all good, and he's stoked, and he says he'll take me to Napier. Napier, man, that's like my desired day one destination. Are you for real? Good sir, that's a deal. We both seem really excited about the prospect of our impromptu roadie and continuing this connection that we're building. One of the many things I enjoy about hitchhiking is the ability to cover a lot of bases or topics with people. You can get as wedded to an idea as you want or roll through them like a deck of cards. You both know that your time together is limited so if you feel yourselves disagree on something that's absolutely fine you can put it down for a while talk about something else and circle back to it later on or not there's no rule that says a topic has to be settled or you have to have a winner before you move on to the next one as we continue on our way we're finding more and more similarities between us how we think and act and our outlook on life our conversation continues to flow and it comes with heaps of laughter Steve's been going through a pretty rough patch recently, and I can tell the laughter is really cleansing for him. It's great when, you, when someone becomes so animated, you can see the weight literally come off their shoulders. In previous hitchhiking experiences, I've had the very real privilege of hearing people share their life stories. On some occasions, I've realised that I was actually the first person to even hear that story. I've always imagined that one of the benefits I bring to people while I'm hitchhiking is that due to the no-strings-attached nature of our relationship, they can tell me anything. Safe in the knowledge that I don't know anyone close to them so that I could get back around to their people. Not that I would, but the perception and fear of this is really strong. So I take a lot of pride in knowing that people can use me in this manner without ever really thinking how I could benefit from that kind of situation if I ever decided to share something deep as well. Well, now's the time. I really don't have a lot of life regrets, but the ones I do, I feel the weight of immensely. Before setting off on this trip, I had given myself permission to lighten my load by sharing one of those regrets. I helped prep myself by taking a few deep breaths and thinking about how I'm going to structure the conversation. I share my story with Steve half stumbling over words, trying my best to ensure it remains cohesive and logical. He listens patiently, asking one or two clarifying questions, but without interrupting my flow. His demeanour is one that is removed of judgement and with each word I can feel, slowly but surely, weight coming off my chest. There's a silence, but it's not an uncomfortable one. It's simply one that reflects the depth of the conversation. His advice to me is something I'll treasure forever. Because my regret is a relationship-based one, his words cut right to the heart of the matter. He says, focus on what you would like the relationship to be. Boom! He cuts through so much of the noise, so much of the negative self-talk and circular thinking I had been bombarding myself with, That as soon as he's finished, I feel like a bright light has been switched on in my mind, acting like a compass. No joke. We continue talking and I'm feeling completely at ease. And in a matter of seconds, he's given me the advice I needed for something which I'd carried for years. We eventually talk about other matters and the laughter is back in full noise and rapid fire topics ensue. And before long, too soon really, we reach Napier and my destination for the day. Hey, thanks everyone. I thought you would find this experience useful for a couple of reasons. One, you can see how changing the way I communicated with my sign made an instant difference for me. The second one is a more emotional one. For me, I needed to hear something that would help me move forward. The power of regret and keeping us stuck in the past is a strong one, and so having a way forward, i.e. focus on what you want the relationship to be, was an extremely powerful way of connecting what I wanted in life with the actions to actually do it. Finally, here's a big life tip that has made an unbelievable difference in my world. Find an activity or create a space that allows you to detach from the 9 to 5 thinking or constant life admin that we're bombarded with. Something where paying bills, answering emails or thinking about picking the kids up from school is pushed to the side. You'll be absolutely amazed at how much headspace is freed up and the stress just melts away from the simple act of not constantly focusing on the noise. Hey, as always, please follow, share, and subscribe if you're finding these useful. And you can always follow me on Instagram at big underscore life underscore mindset. That's big life mindset. All good. Peace out.